welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Anyone who makes time for God tends to have God's time. If you don't have time for God, God doesn't have time for you. If you have time for God, sometimes some people want to spend time doing other things and at the same time, then have God's time, but not give God their time. No, it doesn't work like that. God, Bible says actually, Jesus called his disciples that they might be with him. In Mark chapter 4, verse 13, he appointed 12 that they might be with him, that he might send them out. So he wants us to be with him, spending time with the Lord. God wants us to spend time with him. So this is one of the things I found out, that as you grow in your work with God, sometimes I'm about to say something very interesting. Sometimes your prayers, you don't see the prayers answered as quickly as you want as sometimes as quickly as you would need them to be answered. Example, you have, uh, let's say, there is an, a, a, a particular need or an a, a emergency need for you to pay, let's say, a certain amount of money to a school or a university or a company or a bank or a hospital. And you prayed, God, I need the money by tomorrow. I pray, pray because if I don't do it tomorrow, that, that, and you, you spend time praying. And guess what? Tomorrow comes, God, you don't see the money. And yet, what was supposed to have, have happened against you doesn't happen. They, they tell you that they are waiting for the week, next week. So then you have a bit more time to pray and say, by Wednesday, oh God, by Wednesday. And then Wednesday comes, God hasn't provided but what you are afraid of also doesn't happen. And it looks like it's not over yet, so you have to keep praying. See, the more time you are praying, you are spending time with God, God wants your timing than just what you are getting. Because if you can have him with you regularly, if you can spend more time with God, then every other thing in your life becomes subject to the purpose, plan, and program of God in your life. So now what am I trying to say? God, most of them, God would want us to spend more time with him. So there are times you pray A, B, C, you don't see the prayer answered, you keep praying. The more you are praying and you are spending time with God, the more you are catching what is even more important for your future than the prayer that needs to be answered. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. God wants you to learn, he wants us to learn how to spend time with him. Spend time in his presence and spend time with his people. It's so important. There was a lady, young lady called Mary. She was minding her business. An angel gave her an encounter and her story changed. An old man called Zacharias, minding his own business, serving the Lord. The Lord visited him and his story changed. Up to now, his story is history. There's an old man and an old lady, Abraham and his wife, Sarai, 
or Sarah, they they were minding their own business. Bible says that in Genesis chapter, I think 19 or 8, 18, Genesis chapter 18, how they, he was sitting there and he saw three men walking towards him. He was there. And in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, it was God who went to Abraham. It wasn't Abraham who went to God. And I believe that if God has connected you to this platform, it's God's way of coming to you. I believe God is reaching out to somebody to change the person's story. I want to talk about how to provoke a miracle, how to make miracle happen for you. <laughs> Don't you think it's good something good to talk, talk about? How to provoke a miracle. I see someone provoking a miracle. I see somebody engaged in heaven. You are engaged in heaven, and I see heaven doing it for you. If you are the one, shout hallelujah! Hallelujah! God is real, and God is here. And when he comes, he always leaves his footprints. One of the testimonies, I think the person who, seven-year-old waiting list, God turned it around for her. She said, I, I had a dream. And then when I woke up, I went with my mom. We'll go and pray over the place. And I, I went, I read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. I said, God is, God is real and God is here. This is my opening scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. <laughs> first Corinthians said to another let's, let's all read the first line together let's go one more time let's all read it Allah. let's go one more time if you can lift up your right hand and say it for the last time louder, let's go to another the working of miracles. Hallelujah. The working of miracles. Miracles are worked, they are provoked. So it's not that you are there and it just happens. Somebody must trigger it. Somebody must work it. Somebody must provoke it. Working of miracles. I see you provoking a miracle. I see you provoking a testimony. Shout, I receive, I receive, I receive. I receive, I receive, I receive. Shout it again. I receive three times. Shout it. I receive. I receive. I receive. Hallelujah. Another the working of miracles. Miracles are provoked. Miracles are worked. You can work it. You can make it happen. You can make your miracle happen. When you read the, the scriptures, there are instances where people met Jesus and Jesus was not ready, but they made it happen. To another, the working of miracles. There's a way you can position yourself to provoke a miracle, to provoke a testimony, to provoke the intervention of heaven and quickly let's look at a few, a few points number one how do you provoke a miracle bible talks about how then in mark chapter 16 verse 20 the lord was working with them confirming his word with word through accompanying signs so the accompanying signs other translations through miraculous signs miracles god confirms his word Miracle. If you want to see miracles, if you want to see signs, if you want to see the accomplish 
accomplishment of great miracles in your life, then you, number one, you have to, so number one, load your system with the word. You have to receive the word of God. Number one, the word of God. Receive the word of God. Receive the word of God. Receive. Today we read Mark chapter 12. Look at verse 24. Mark 12, 24. In the book of Mark chapter 12, verse 24, it says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Are you not therefore mistaken? Why? Why? Because you do not know the scriptures, nor the power of God. Are you not therefore mistaken? Why? Because you do not know the scriptures, nor the power of God. There are people who know the scriptures, but they don't know the power of God. And you can't know the power of God without the scriptures. It takes the scriptures to see the power of God. But you can know the scriptures and yet not know the power of God. So there are people who say, oh, God doesn't really work miracles. They have made themselves some serious theologians, but their lives are void and dry of the manifestations of the power of God. The manifest, you will be mistaken if you don't know the power of God. On this platform, there are two things that constantly keep coming to us. The word of God and we are seeing the power of God. It is so important to understand that we have to know the power of the scriptures and the power of God. I've gotten too far for anyone to tell me God has stopped working miracles. No, 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 no. I've, I've seen too much. Even in my own life, firsthand, in situations around me, in situations around people I know, people I relate with, in our church, what is happening in our church? What is happening now on this platform? Now, this is more than a church. This is a move. This is a flow of God. It's a move of God. It's more than a church. Because people, you don't have to be a church member to qualify. You just have to be connected. You just have to just connect. Come alongside and it's already happening for you. We have had two, almost every evening. Now you know what's happening. We are hearing more testimonies. It's increasing. The number yes. of testimonies we are hearing, people say, I'm not encouraged, but I'm, okay. it's increasing. So what am I trying to do? You, the one listening right now, who is not a member, I'm so happy for you that your miracle is also here. Your yes. miracle, you don't have to be a member to qualify for the favor, for the power, for the hand of God, and the miracle working grace of God on this platform it is working for you it is working for you amen in the mighty name of jesus amen. so he says you do not know you you make me you, eh, you are making mistake because you do not know because you do not know the scriptures nor the power of god it takes the scriptures to see the power of god it takes the word of god particularly it takes the word of god you can know the scriptures but not know the word of god it takes the word of god to see the power of God. In Matthew chapter 8, from verse 6, but particularly in verse 8, a man who came to Jesus, a centurion, and he said that, come, to, uh, he said, my, I, I need you to help me because my servant is sick. He said, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And then Jesus said, all right, I'm going to come to you. Jesus said, okay. He said, no, 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 no. He said, no. Centurion answered, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Only speak the word. Speak the word only. Someone say, speak the word only. 
Speak the word. My servant shall be healed. So it takes the word to see the hand of God. This man had a certain insight. Look at the next verse. I just want to show you something in the next verse. For I am under, I'm a man under authority. I say, go and they go and they look at verse 10. And then Jesus, verse 10, when Jesus said it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. Say great faith. Great faith. Say great faith. Great faith. Great faith has a certain mindset about the word of power. Certain, your mindset, when people are seeing problems, you know the word and you have, you know that the word of power can deliver anything at, at any time, even if it looks late. Jesus, I have never seen, Jesus, can you imagine? Jesus marveled. Jesus marveled at somebody's confession. He marveled. Ah, the pastor didn't call me, so I'm not happy. It was my birthday and nobody called me. It was my, I wasn't feeling well. And the pastor didn't call me, so I'm, I'm not happy. <laughs> the man could have said, Jesus is not coming to my house. No, he actually said, Jesus, just speak. Jesus said, I'm coming. He said, don't visit me. So you are, you are, you are one person away from your major miracle, okay? Mm -hmm. Your next testimony. You're, usually, it's not very far. It's very one or two people away from a, a, a big opportunity. The man said, don't come to my house. Once I can access and believe in the anointing you carry, it's enough for me. It's enough for me. Some people, they are bad. If a pastor doesn't call them, they are offended. They are not going to church. Listen, you are a spiritual baby. 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 <laughs> baby. No. No. See, one of the reasons why a man of God is in your life is not for friendship. It's not a friendship. Sometimes your pastor can be, you have a friendly relationship, hello, hi. That's fine. That's a bonus. But his fundamental reason is not pale pale. Oh, pale pale. How, how, boy? No. He's a representative of God, and you have to focus that on, on that more than how, oh, my, my, my leader has to be my friend. Some people want to be, have their number. I always call them and having a chat with them. Hey, how are you doing? No, 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 no. It's not that for that purpose. It's not for that purpose. So Jesus said, I'm coming home. He said, please don't come. Don't, don't waste your time. Don't bother. I'm not even worthy that such a person should come to my house. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy that such a person should come to my house. No. To tap into what is happening. You believe in what is being said. You don't sit down with skepticism. Skepticism. Ah, oh, oh, why? Why is he saying that? Why is it? No, 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 no. You are missing out. You open your heart like I taught on how to, how to access the kingdom of God. Like a child. You receive what is being said. You tap into it. So the pastor says somebody is receiving miracle money. And you believe that you are believing God for miracle money. You know it should be you. You say, that's me. I receive it. You connect your heart genuinely. You can receive the word. The word that is being That's how it's so easy to tap into it. It's so easy. It's so easy to tap into it. He said, unless you receive the kingdom like a little child, you will, not, you will miss it. All right. So, um, you have to receive the word. Get the word to work. Get the word to work in your heart. That is how you start. It's a, every miracle God does is on the platform of his word. I see somebody receiving into a miracle. Uh, receiving a miracle. Somebody Amen. tapping into your, your miracle in the name of Jesus. A man came to Jesus. 
And he said, Jesus, my, uh, John chapter 4, from verse 46, my child is lying at home sick. Can you come? Jesus said, go, your child leave it. Verse 48. Then Jesus said, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Verse 49. And then he said that the noble man said, come before my child dies. Then what did he say? Verse 50. He said, Jesus said, go your way. That's your, your child. And the man believed. Did you see that? He believed the word. That's how to tap into a miracle. You believed the word. You believed the word. Believe the word. That's how to tap into a miracle. A word will always precede God's work. God's word will always precede God's word. So a miracle is always preceded, uh, preceded by uh, 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 a, a word from God. God's word will always go ahead of God's works, as I taught on this some time ago last week or two weeks ago. And so you want to receive a miracle, believe, expose yourself to the word. Number two, you want to provoke a miracle, you need strong faith. Strong, strengthen your faith. Strong faith brings strong miracles. Strong faith. Jesus touched their eyes and he said, be it unto you according to your faith. Matthew 9, 9. According to your faith. You want to work miracles, you can't work miracles without a word. Number two, you can't work miracles without faith. Strong faith. Strong faith. Strong faith. Someone say strong faith. Strong faith. In Romans, Romans chapter 4, verse 19, from verse 17, we don't talk about Abraham, how against hope he believed, before whom he walked, uh, before whom he believed, verse 17, please, before whom he believed. Okay, as it was written, I have made you a father of many, before whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls the things that those things which be not as though they were. God is calling, can you imagine? God is calling you, um, Mrs. Smith. Meanwhile, you are not married. Uh huh. Yeah, He calls the things that be not as though they were. And then He called, let's say you are 50, uh, 60, uh, 58, and God says, Mrs. Smith, and you are not married. God says, Mrs. Smith. You'll be confused, but who is God addressing? 58 is too late now. No, 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 no. You see, Abraham, even though it was late, God was calling. Some of you, it looks like you have waited and waited and waited. God caused the things that be not as though they were. And Abraham believed in this God. He believed God. So when, how do you receive a miracle? What doesn't seem probable? What doesn't seem possible? What does not even seem feasible? What doesn't seem real, once God says it, you put away all the impossibility, what non-feasibility, it doesn't seem feasible. You put away all the uh, impossibilities, improbability, put away all aside and then choose to hold on. God said it, that is enough for me. God said it, that is enough for me. That is how to exercise your faith because God said it. God has said it, I'm holding on to it. Sometimes what seems to, is to be lost, as you trust God, God is going to restore it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. So Abraham, back to Genesis, uh, uh, Romans chapter 4 again, please. It says that against, uh, he, he believed God before whom he believed. Even God, who quickens the dead? It doesn't matter what is dead. God can quicken the dead means gives life, giving New King James, let's see how New King James puts it. God, who, who gives life to the dead? You see, that's what it means to quicken the dead. So I don't know, maybe your relationship is dead. No, so, listen, listen, let me put a caveat here. Some relationship have to die. It's, it's, 
is toxic relationship. So some relationship have to die. Okay, but let's say you are married and your, your marital relationship have broken down. Things look bad, all right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. God gives life to the dead. The doctor said you can't give birth. Don't worry. God gives life to the dead. They tell you you can never get a job in this area again. God gives life to the dead. The doctors say that a part of your body doesn't is gone. You always have to live on medication the rest of your life. God lives life, gives life to the dead. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. God gives life. They say you can't give it. Don't worry. You can't get a job. Don't worry. You have lost that job. Finally, it's gone. They actually close your doc, uh, your your documents or your file. Said you are gone. You are no more there. Don't worry. God gives life to the dead. I know I'm prophesying to somebody. Believe God who gives life to the dead. He doesn't only give life to the dead and call the things that be not as though they were. Abraham believes this kind of God. So he believed this God who called the things that. So whom against hope, believed in hope that he might be the father of many nations according to that, uh, 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 according to that which was spoken, so shall I see be. Look at verse 19. That's where we are going. And be not weak in faith, you see, your weakness in faith will cost you your next phase of testimony. Your weakness, your weakness, the weakness of your faith is very costly in your work with God. Weakness of faith is the most expensive thing in your work with God. Weakness of faith, weakness. So Satan will throw anything against you to weaken your faith. Some of you, the things you are seeing, the things that are happening around you, is a satanic program to weaken your faith. Some of the challenges you are seeing around you, some of all the issues, is like you are being battered by storms and waves. It's a satanic program to weaken your faith. But I see you growing stronger in faith. I see you growing stronger in faith. Amen. Oh, I thought you would say amen. amen. I see you amen. growing stronger in faith. All right. let's, let's finish the text and I'll show you something. I'll show you the things that weaken your faith. Now, he said, be not, weak, uh, be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither did the deadness of Sarah. So look at the next verse. That's what we'll go on to. But staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. So he wasn't weak in faith. Verse 19. He wasn't weak in faith. He wasn't weak in faith. Pastor, so what are some of the things, causes of weakness in faith? For instance, if you feel so weak in your body, you feel very weak and you can't do much, you don't know why you are weak. Sometimes maybe you are not sleeping enough or maybe you are not eating. If you are, if you are not eating, you'll be weak. So naturally, if you are eating, you won't be weak. So if you are not eating, you'll be weak. If you are not sleeping, you have not had sleep for a long time, it will affect your body, okay? If you have not been moving a lot, you, be, you begin to lose strength in certain parts of your body, or your muscles will not be that agile and strong. And so there are causes for weakness of faith because if you are born again, you have faith. Bible says that we all, by faith are you saved, uh, by grace are you saved through faith, Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, so through faith. So you cannot be saved without faith. If you are born again, that means you have a measure of faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says that God has dealt with every one of us a measure of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So once you come in, you have a certain measure. Once you are born again, there is a certain measure of faith we all start with. But some don't grow their own and rather allow their own to be weak. Did you see what I'm saying? Somebody say, oh man, I'm no more going to church. 
Now this, I can't. I don't have time. It's weakness of faith. People who don't have time for the things of God, it's one of the signs. One of the signs of weakness of faith. Okay. Now let's look at what weakens your faith. What are some of the things that can weaken your faith? Um, I just wrote three. Let me just give you three. Number one, sinful state. If you are living in a compromised state, so long as your purity is concerned, sin, 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 sin in your life, sinful states, sinful conditions in your life will weaken your faith. Last Sunday I said you cannot, was it Sunday or one of the days, now every day there's preaching, so I'm not even sure when, but I believe that you, you cannot walk by faith in sin. I think it's Sunday when yeah. I taught on sin, sin is not innocent. Sin is not innocent. It is a military campaign against your life, against your peace, against your joy, and against your usefulness to God. And we can add this against your faith. It's a campaign against your faith, military campaign against your faith. Now, so sin in your life, there's sin somewhere. Some of you will know already what I'm talking about. Once you expose yourself to certain compromising state or you compromise and some stance of righteousness it affects your faith in christ it affects your faith it affects your faith so sin will weaken your faith why do people's faith gets weakened because of sin in their life that relationship is causing you weakness of faith and you can't tap into miracles, provoke miracles with weakness of faith. So sinful state, number two, uh, wordless, wordless state. There's no word of God coming in. Your faith is going to grow. You are not feeding your faith. You only feed your faith with the word of God. So when there's no preaching, only music, 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 entertainment, music, entertainment. Pastor, are you trying to say those things are wrong? Please, I didn't say that. I, I can't say they are wrong. They they themselves, those things themselves are not wrong. So what's wrong with it? Just that you don't, if you are not spending time to let the word of God come in, it will weaken your faith. That's what I'm saying. So you have to invest your life. It's an intentional thing you have to do. Sometimes at night after work, maybe you catch up with the news if that's what you want. You make, make, a, make, a, make it your plan that I'll read something. Take a book and read, a Christian book. Read. Listen to a Christian message. Okay. Listen to a message that has been preached. Now, nowadays, thank God for YouTube. In those days, 10 years ago, you have to pay it. You pay for it. Yeah. You go to bookshop, you see a whole pack. You pay for a message someone has preached. You have to pay for it before you can listen to it. Yeah. You have to pay for it. And when even those who can bring on those times, some of those who bring you on TV, they will show a, a, just a short video and say, if you want the whole message, Perfect. subscribe. Or... <laughs> hey, <please. laughs> These are snippets of the... Anyway, but thank God for YouTube. Thank God for some of the social media outlets we have. It's free. It's free. You don't have to buy a tape, buy a CD. Just go and listen, listen. Our message is so many messages on YouTube by uh, on Caris, uh, uh, Caris Church. Yeah, YouTube, Caris Church. Many messages, so many. SoundCloud, many messages. Um, podcasts, many messages. You can be listening and listening and listening and listening and listening and listening because faith comes by hearing. So faith goes by not hearing. <laughs> yeah. Faith goes. Your faith is going weaker and weaker. You are not feeding. And you are surprised. You are, you are an athlete. You have a major game or uh, 
event coming, or you are a dancer, you have a major event coming, or you are a builder, you have a major project, and you are not, you are not eating three days, you are fasting, three days raw fasting, and still go and run, oh no, it doesn't work like that. At all. You need the energy, you yeah. need the energy. Yeah. You need the energy to do it. And so spiritually, you need your energy. The faith, the energy of faith is the word of God that is flowing. So the reason why your faith is growing weak is because you are not listening to enough messages or reading enough, uh, 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 reading enough stuff, spiritual stuff that can boost your spirituality. It's very important. Keep it coming in. You don't have to feel it. Just keep, keep it flowing. Keep the flow coming in. So sinful state, wordless state, and worldliness. Worldliness destroys or weakens faith more than anything. Worldliness. What's worldliness? There are some things that is not worth, it's not worth watching if you want to build your faith. There are some events and parties and environments is not worth being. You don't have to be there if you want to build your faith. You want to grow your faith. There are some associations. That's the, the actually the, the next, the third point, fourth point. Company. Evil company corrupt good manners. So that's First Corinthians chapter 15. But let's leave that. So, but let me finish with worldliness. Worldliness. There are some places you don't have to go. You want to go for holidays. You are better off not going to certain places. It will help you. Every Friday night, you are in a nightclub and you want to build your faith. Oh boy, you are joking. It will weaken your faith. It's working your faith. Yeah. Every night you are in a certain place. You are here. You are there. Parties after parties. Some environments and atmosphere for environment. Certain movies. You keep watching these kind of movies that keep polluting, polluting your system. Movies, they, kept, they keep swearing. They keep all kinds of unhealthy, unholy scenes. And holy sins, it is not helping you. You are just creating the room for the flesh to fulfill its last. So if you want to, if you don't want to be weak in faith, watch out. It's number one, watch out against it. So causes of weakness in faith, sinful state. Number two, wordlessness. Number three, worldliness. Number four, toxic associations or faithless associations. They drive away spirituality from you. They say, oh, you are going to church again. You don't have to go to church. They are going to, well, let's go here. Let's go and do this. It's not necessary. You don't have to. You don't have to. They actually discourage you from doing spiritual things. Certain associations can weaken your faith. Now, what are some of the things that can strengthen your faith? Number one, if you want to build up your faith, the opposite. Load up your system with God's word. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. Number two, be spiritual. Be spiritually minded. Set your mind on spiritual things. Spiritual things. When the pastor is preaching, be more interested in the word that he's speaking. How the word is speaking to you than you are watching. How is your friend taking it? Oh, this thing, this thing that he said, ah, my friend, my friend, my friend needs to hear this. So sometimes we listen to messages for our husbands. We listen to messages for our wives. We listen to messages for our neighbors. Listen to it for yourself. Sometimes you know that it cannot, it to be beneficial for them, that's fine. But for primarily, the message is for you, not the one who is here to listen. It's for you. After I bless you, you can also share it, hope it will bless somebody else. And so be spiritually minded in your approach to the things of God. Be spiritual, be spiritual. And then number, number three, to build your faith, grow your love for the Lord. This is a whole subject I have to tackle it later. 
Grow your love. Grow your growing love. Stir up your passion for the things of God. And then number four, follow leaders of faith. Who you follow, who you follow will determine the faith you walk with, you know, who you follow. In Hebrews chapter 13 verse 7, it says that remember them which have rule over you. Some people have rule over us in the things of God. They are called spiritual leaders. You can call them the, the man, your man of God, your woman of God. Who have spoken the word of God, uh, the, uh, who has spoken unto you the word of God. See, those who have rule over you is the word they speak that really determine their, their, their position in your life. Very important. Whose faith follow? Whose faith follow? Let's all say, whose faith follow? Whose faith follow? Let's say for the last time. Whose faith follow? Whose faith follow? Considering the end of their conversation, New King James. Considering whose faith, considering the outcome of their conduct. And so when you see the hand of God over your life, over their lives, that tells you this is someone I, am, I can follow as he teaches me of God. As he teaches me, listen, I follow, I, I unashamedly am a follower of Bishop David Oyedepo. I am a follower. I no wonder some of the testimonies we are seeing here is not strange. It's not too different from some of the, the things that the testimonies I hear in this camp. I follow. I am a follower of Bishop David Oyedepo. I'm a, a follower of Bishop Nicholas Dankamlis. I'm a follower of Bishop Dagewa I'm a follower. I follow. Whose faith I should follow? The people you follow, it gives you the audacity to be able to dare God for some things. Because you see, the one you follow, you look at their, the results of their life, the outcome, the product of their life, it gives you the audacity to believe God for them. Now, as a typical example, in, in, uh, in first, second Kings chapter 2, verse, uh, I think from verse um, 14, 15 particularly, when Elisha was returning after Elijah had been taken, when he got to the Jordan, Bible says that, uh, verse 14, when he got to the Jordan, he took the Elijah, the mantle, then he took the mantle of Elijah. He, he has been following Elijah, so he had Elijah's mantle. The way Elijah does things, that's how he also got to do. Took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And guess what? And when he had also struck, the, uh, when he, he also had struck the water, it was divided this way and that way and Elisha crossed over. And it, a few verses down uh, before then, Elijah did it. He was following, Elijah said, stop following me. He said, as your, Lord, your soul liveth, and as long as the Lord thy God liveth, I will not leave, I will follow. Now, Elijah took his mantle. Yeah, let, let's go to verse 9. Elijah, verse 8. Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that way. Elijah did the same thing. He said, struck here. He said, where is the Lord God of my prophets? The one I'm following. You see, so the, the kind of people, the kind of leadership you follow will determine the kind of faith 
you can operate with because you see there, he said, considering the outcome of their conduct, when you look at the results they are producing, when you look at what God is doing on encounter faith, it can dare you to believe God for a miracle baby, believe God for a miracle money, believe God for a miracle medical report, believe God for healing, believe God for your mother to come out of the hospital, come out from intensive care. You can believe God, you can believe God for your, your marriage, for your children, you can believe God for your business, you can believe God for your ministry, you can believe God because of who you are following. Yes. Want to build strong faith? Be mindful who you follow. He said, considering their faith, not their works, their faith. He said, whose faith? Sorry, he said, whose faith? Follow, follow. Whose faith? Follow. You are following this man's faith as you see the result the faith is producing. You are following somebody's faith, so it makes you operate in a higher faith than you under normal circumstances with operating. And then number five, how do you build strong faith? Your association, very much similar to number four, eh, similar to eh, how you weaken your faith. You also build your faith by your company in the mighty name of Jesus. I see someone provoking miracles. As the word of God comes in and as you build strong faith, there's no way you miss a miracle. You yeah. will miss another miracle that belongs Amen. to you when your faith is strong. There's no way. You will not miss your miracle. You will not miss your testimony. You will not miss your breakthrough in the name of Jesus Christ. Someone who believes shout and living. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, Follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Karis Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.